Just a brief warning, there are a couple unbeeped curse words in today's episode, so please listen accordingly. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Ethan Almighty Podcast. I'm your host Jeff, better known as Ethan's Papa. It's been another exciting, interesting week in the Ethan Almighty world. Um, This Thursday, May 20th, Ethan is getting his proclamation from Louisville Metro Government. Uh, We're super excited about that. As I'm recording this, we still do not know the results of the Bush CTO contest. Although this past Friday, Bush put up a post with 10 dog pictures and a one-sentence description for each one. They do not say that these dogs are finalists, just that they entered the contest. Um, And so presumably those 10 dogs, uh, they put up representative of the tens of thousands of dogs i think that entered that contest but all 10 dogs began receiving likes and comments and at the last check that i looked uh, one of the other nine dogs for the highest amount of likes had 236 likes and one of the other dogs for the highest amount of comments had like 33 comments i believe that was the the most among the other dogs ethan had 5600 likes and 3,200 comments. I mean, just think about it. That is amazing. In addition, the general comments on just that post was up to about 900, and about 870 of those were in support of Ethan. That is amazing, fantastic, unbelievable support. And I do try to read... All of those, believe it or not, I know someone put a comment on there that they were a little surprised that I had read that and replied to them, but I try to read all those that I can. Uh, The Ethan Almighty family is absolutely, absolutely incredible. Uh, I'm hoping that a decision comes this week, uh, but I have been told it will be by the end of the month for sure. Uh, I do have several things to share with you guys once that decision has been made. Uh, one of which is uh, some really cool Ethan pictures that have been taken in the last week or so, uh, and a couple other Ethan projects that I was hoping to go ahead and announce before now, uh, but I'm holding off until the Bush thing is completed, and then there'll just be a barrage of Ethan news coming. On today's episode, we have part two of the interview with Maxine Trainer. Thank you guys so much for listening to part one and all the positive feedback from that episode. Uh, Max is a wonderful human being. Um, side note, sorry, thank you so much also for all the support and kind words you, you all also offer me on a daily basis on Facebook and Instagram. I read all of that also and it means a great, great deal to me. Um, a debt that I I would never be able to repay to you guys, but I will continue trying by uh, uh, giving uh, updates and life snippets 
of Ethan's story for as long as you guys want. Uh, on, on to this episode. When we last heard from Maxine, she was regaling us with stories of breast cancer and living with one breast. Uh, we will pick up with her talking about how her art helped her through this period and more about rescue animals. Back to Maxine. Yeah, so that's so that's where I went, and I know for me, having my artwork was the thing that focused me, and the purpose, the purpose of doing the rescue animals. Right. That was my biggest focus. That was bigger than me. It was bigger than anything. Getting that across was my absolute focus on my life. Well, kind of, kind of getting back to your art. You know, you mm-hmm. it. It's, uh, you know, you know your artwork is, and I hope people go and check it out, and we'll talk about maybe where we can, people can check it out, but it's so yeah. colorful and so beautiful. Yes. Where, is that a particular style, or is that just all Maxine style? It's all Maxine, and it's, it's, what I do is I do a lot of, to do the work, I actually make a lot of paper, then I paint it, then I, I do a lot of deconstruction and reconstruction, so I, de- I construct, I deconstruct, I reconstruct, and then I paint over, so there's like maybe 12 layers for each mm-hmm. one, and then, and then I do the story behind, but the reason I wanted it to do this way was I, you know, and you know these, these humane society have the, you know, the SPCA advertisement where the dogs are quaking and psychologically you're sitting there and everybody, everybody switches off because they can't watch it because it's all like the dogs are shit. And I get where they're coming from with the advertising, you know, I understand that, but it's so outdated. So for me, I wanted to paint something positive that would draw people in without making them feel guilty or bad and, you know, and raise awareness. So, like I said, I was going to do 28 paintings and then do a book that would raise awareness for rescue dogs in a positive way, in a, a contemporary art way. So it's going to be a contemporary art rescue book. And that is just going to be a lot bigger now because a lot more paintings. <laughs> so it's going to be a lot volumes, bigger. Yeah. It'll be like, yeah, it's it's like several volumes. Encyclopedia yeah. Britannica of rescue animals. I'm telling you, I'm like, I'll have like a, a thing one to 12. And then that's the first part. That's the first step. Then the second. But it's okay. But that was one of the things because I got really tired of those advertisements because whenever I talk about that with people, people just say, you know what? I would, I would donate, but I switch up. I can't watch it. You know, it's that mm-hmm. McLaughlin song. You know, it's like, so I know, I understand where they're coming from to get people's attention, to get the finances, to help the animals. Totally understand it. But I just think they've got to do it a different way because by the time people, you know, they can't watch it. They switch off. They switch it off because they can't watch it. It's too painful. So they've got to figure out a different way of doing it. And I think they are. I think they, they get in there. And as long as you can, you know, get the message across, it says to people, tells people, what you do matters. What you do makes a difference. Even if it's a dollar a week, it makes a huge difference. It doesn't have to be $10,000. It doesn't have to be great if it is. The more the better we can have the animals. But even a dollar, if I you know, and if, like I say to a lot of people, you know, for every, and thankfully the internet is awesome. 
because now we can get the message out there and no secrets are being left behind. And we can get the message out there and give people an opportunity to be part of the, the, the solution, not the problem. So it's what I say to people. If, you just, if you've got 500 followers, if all you give a dollar each, there's $500. Right, there's yeah. $500. Even if you all give a dollar, and if you want to give 10, five, you want to give five, up, but do it in a positive way rather than, you know, and it's great that people think. And anything to do, like we done the fundraiser. When I was at Christmas, I was sitting there. I remember I've had two years and my little bald head. I was at the kitchen watching all these people go by, watching all these people go by. And I, and I didn't have the thing to do a show. So on New Year's Eve, I said to my friend, okay, we're going to do an art show. We're going to call it Good Vibes. And we're going to raise money for animal rescue. And he's like, okay, how are we going to do this? I said, we're just going to put some tents up in the garden and we're going to create an art show. And that's it. And I did. And within five, six weeks, we had a big, and it was in the newspaper, it was everything. People came. We raised $2,000 in a day for three different rescues. And it was just off the cuff. It was completely off the cuff. It was just like a bunch of my artist friends. And what made it interesting was so many of my friends were like, well, you didn't invite me. I said, honestly, I didn't. It wasn't planned. <laughs> It, and I had, I had even businesses going, Maxine, what is wrong? You didn't ask me for a donation. I'm like, honestly, that was nothing. We only decided that the day before, even in typical artist fashion, you know, the day before we did it. And, you know, businesses were coming, well, can we, can we donate? I'm like, absolutely. Because what I did, I went back on the internet and thanked them. So you give something back to them for being kind and gracious and giving to the event. Well, we raised that money in, in a day. And it wasn't a big deal. It, and, and with more, of course, the next one, we'll do it bigger. But it wasn't planned. It was just for me, like, okay, I've been sitting there two years, not been able to do a show. <laughs> what am I going to do tomorrow? Let's have a. Well, yeah, show. you know, let's. I know my friend was like, really? <laughs> and he goes, but he said, but are you ready? I said, look, we're artists. We're never ready. We'll, we'll make it happen. Don't worry about it. It's going to make it happen. And he's looking at me with my bald head going, okay. All right, if you feel up to it, I said, I feel up to it. Otherwise, I wouldn't say it. I feel up to it. Let's do it. And let's just wing it from there. And we did. And and that's where a lot of people can... I mean, there's so many great people out there doing so many awesome things for the animals. And they're all my heroes, you know? And well, you're you're one of them. You're one of those no, people I'm, out there doing it. And, like, your artwork is... And I hope people go and check it out. It's so beautiful, so colorful. And, the, like, the things I love about it is there's a story behind every single one yeah. of them. And you've got yeah. this saying, rescue is the new pure breed. Yeah. Did rescue you, did you come new... up with that? Yes, I did. I, I did. love that. I think that's fantastic. I do too. I did come up with that. It's called rescue is the new pure breed. And you know why? Cause you remember years ago, you remember years ago. And I always, when I see dogs and, the, and their moms and dads, I go, Oh, it's a rescue, you know? Whereas, and I've said that for years. I mean, about 15, 20 years ago, you said, oh, it's a rescue. And people would go, oh, absolutely not. Oh, my God, it's a pedigree. And, oh, it cost me 10,000 pounds. And, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and they were really insulted if you said that. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And what I thought, I'm not sorry. But what I found now is when you say, is it a rescue? They, 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 people almost apologize now. And I feel bad about that because they go, 
you know, it's not, I tried, but I just wanted this this breed and I couldn't find it and I ended up buying it. And, I, and I, I'm okay with it. I said, well, you know, I prefer to be a rescue, but that's okay. Because you know what? You gave them a good home. And a lot of these full breeds end up in a rescue because somebody buys a little cutesy, cutesy, wootsy puppy and it ends up being a donkey and they don't know what to do with it and mm-hmm. they throw it into the shelter or whatever. You know, so I don't care as long as you give them that animal a great home. I love it. But now when you say that, people are kind of almost apologetic. And I, and my message again is whatever breed you want, check out all the rescues of that breed because normally these awesome, wonderful people have all the rescue breeds. If you want a, a pit bull, go to the pit bull rescue. If you want a poodle, go to the poodle rescue. Whatever it is, right. try that first before you go and spend thousands of dollars. And don't feel bad about it. It's just I'm I'm happy that you know this dog is really happy and he's got a loving home. I don't care. I would prefer you rescue, of course. You know, absolutely, hundred percent. But I get it. I you know. But in the future, just check out your your rescue of your particular breed you want. You know, because right. they're out there, which is cool. They, they are, yeah, but, they're definitely out there, and there are, I mean, just fantastic dogs that are oh, in shelters and rescues. That oh, all they want so is just bad. a chance. They just right. want a home. Totally. I mean, they just, that's why for me, because I used to do rescue too, for me, it's so hard for me to go into it. And one of the things that, which I love in Titus, we had a shelter. And when I first opened my studio, the manager from the shelter came in and there I am scrubbing the floors and just trying to get the studio going. It was an old stone, it was an old uh, firestone building. It had been abandoned for 10 years and I took it over and turned it into stone fire. It was a big art studio with music and blues and jazz and blah, 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 blah. And and in the middle of scrubbing this, this woman came from the local shelter and said, I'm I'm new, I'm a new manager and I want to make a difference. Because nobody would go to the shelter because it was so depressing. When you say to people, go, the shelter, go, I can't, it's just so depressing, I just can't go in. So this manager came to me and said, would you help me? I said, what do you want? And I had 15 young intern artists under my wing, which was great because then I said, okay, and they, all, they were all animal lovers. So this manager said, well, we just want to, can you help us just to spruce it up a little bit to make it look, I said, less frightening. She said, yeah, basically, yeah. I said, okay. So we went off there. We went down and got all the paint from the dump because they give great free paint away, recycle paint. We went down there. We painted outside. We we blogged it. We've got it all over Facebook. We went inside. We've done all the, we've done a big cat sanctuary inside and painted all this. And it was all my young interns that did all the artwork. And it was fantastic. And then, and then what we did, which was fantastic, she would bring me the kittens and the cats. So we could bring, she brought me a, like a double shelter, a double cage thing for the cats. So what would happen is they'd bring four cats from the shelter and we'd leave them in the, in the cages so they could see all the people coming back in two. And people could see them, they'd have all the information for adoption there, blah, blah, blah. And then at night, after a couple of days, we'd let them out. To let them, when we closed all the doors, they'd go around and get familiar. And usually disappear for a couple of days, you know, kind of thing, you know, that's what we usually And then they'd come out and then they'd get used to people. We adopted 250 cats in a year yeah, from amazing. the art studio. And people were fighting over them because the cats were comfortable in their environment so they could show their personalities. 
you know, so people got to see them, nice happy cats, not hissing and frightened from the shelter. You know, the shelters are not always the best place because the cats and dogs are frightened sometimes, right. you know, yeah. and they don't show their right personality you know, or their personality. But by the time they got into the studio after a couple of weeks, they were, their own personalities were coming out. So we got all these cats adopted that would have been euthanized, that would have been euthanized because it was a kill shelter. And we eventually managed to get it in no culture shelter. Then they they kind of closed it down because obviously we'd done too well. We did it too well. <laughs> there were no more, we there made, were no more animals to go in the shelter. Well, I wish that was the case. We know we are that is not the dream of every rescue that we'll yes. never need another that is our dream that will it will never be needed until we get onto this spay and neuter yeah. shelters know, are in business to run themselves out of business. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, no, and then we're all going, okay, what are we going to do? Work with plants? Now that's okay. We can work with plants. But yeah, I, I, and one of the things with my artwork too, which is great for me to do, is I, when I sell stuff, I give a percentage of my artwork. Yeah, that's great. And what I make to the shelters. And that's what I want to do. My goal really is to get an RV of some kind. So I can travel around America, which I haven't done, which is funny. I've never moved really out for Florida. I'll leave California for a year. And I want to travel around with my art show and set up in various rescues, which I meet so many. I, I swear I can go around all. And I'm just I'm just getting it set up now. This is my what I do now with a pop up is just a practice run basically, so I, I can kind of smooth out all the edges. But my goal is to travel all around America and raise awareness for rescue animals and take the art show on the road and hopefully at least have one volume of my book done, hopefully. Yeah, that, that would be and fantastic because that's what, in my mind, that's what America needs is Maxine cruising the Midwest so. in a camper yes. with some, like, wouldn't that be great? It's gonna, that is my goal, and all the way through doing my You need to stop and pick me up. I'm telling you, and I want to blog on the way. And, yeah, and that would be great. Yeah, and just go around, and I'll have my pit bull and my chihuahua, which my chihuahua is like, you know, like Cruella de Vil on crack. I mean, seriously, and my pit bull's a lover, you know, so I'll have them two with me, and, you know, and, and I will travel around with the art show, and everywhere I go, my plan is everywhere I go when I set up there, the percentage of that money from the sales will go to the local shelter of that area. That would be so, that would be that, fantastic. And, and, and there's a lady who that's um, a great and, idea. Who, it is, and it, the beautiful thing is, is a lot of my friends they work in the television too. So they're like, we can set you up for the television of local television places on the road, so they can actually get the you know the um, the advertisement out right. for me. Yeah. So if I'm going from here to like, okay, next week I'm going to be in Gainesville and then I stay there for three days and do the show, blah, blah, blah. Then the next one I go up. But eventually going around America and just advocating for rescue animals and, you know, what everybody can do and how we, we can all make a difference in the solution, not the problem. I, I love that a, idea. We know it's a problem. We all know it's a problem. and We, we get that. But there's also solutions, and it's just keep chucking at it and chucking it and chucking at it until you finally, you know, you kind of make a little dent. Right. And there's always, but new rescues that are really the ones that are on the front line. And I just love, love, love all of you. So I always say, I'm just doing my little bit here. Right. You know, well, you're doing older. more than a little bit. Like, you're doing oh, a fantastic I, there. And, I, you know, I, I love... 
I, I absolutely love your art. I've got some hanging in my living room now. I've got I some. I've got some on my body. Like I, I sent know, you, a, I, I sent that. you a message and said, "Would you mind if I got Surfer Dude tattooed I on me?" So <laughs> I, oh, Did you think I, I was crazy you. at the time? Not at all. I was so honestly, I was so honored. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is the best thing." Some you want a tattoo of one of my paintings on your arm? What an absolute privilege that is! I just love it. And now I gotta paint Ethan. I yeah, really yeah, have. that would be fantastic if you could do that. Well, I would, actually, actually, I would love I that. I know you've got other things going on, but like if you yeah, ever no, did don't that, don't even that would be think great. about that. He is—he's a flagship, and he really is because he's. Just, I mean, and to take him from where you got him to where he is now, in such a short space of time, because animals are just so forgiving, aren't they? Yeah, Why can't yeah. people be like this? Why can't I mean, people just be like this? I mean, I mean Maxine, to uh, see, and I know you've seen the pictures, but in person. Oh, I did. It I know, was I worse than these pictures. I mean, I, this. I can't even imagine. This little dog. And, and I'm, oh. Maxine, this little dog that was left to die Bones. in the parking lot I, is now, yeah. he is. He's changing lives. Like I get, I, I get emails and postcards and letters from people oh, telling me what the, the hardships and the tragedies that they had in their life, and they they saw yes. his story, and it completely yes. changed and turned their life around. Doesn't it? Uh, that's the power. Oh the, my gosh! It it it, mean, it it humbles me very much to be yeah. to be his papa because oh, I want to continue to. I, I want to continue to share his story because what I tell some of those people is he, you know, he was there to help and, and save you yes. or to help you in yeah. your time. But like your story will, will help somebody else. It will change somebody else's Always. life. Always. And your story Always. is your story. will too, Maxine, people will hear, someone will hear this and you may never know. You may never know who it is, but someone will hear this and it's going to help somebody. I would hope so. I would hope. I really do. That was, and I never thought I would because I've advocated for animals all my life, and I've advocated for kids in low education and bad finances. So I was adamant about, nope, I am not going to be an advocate for breast cancer. Absolutely not, <laughs> not, 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 not. And here I am now, shouted <laughs> off the roof, going, get those boobs checked. I'm seeing a pattern here, Maxine, that every time that there was something too. in your life that you were like, I'm I not going to do that, you've now on the forefront of you know, advocating seriously, for it. <laughs> it's like my friend said, you know, oh, next time just let the kids steal your flowers. I'm like, I don't want for it next time I will. <laughs> but I think you've got to do what you really feel in your gut. And I say that to everybody all the time. Follow your gut. Just follow your gut. Your gut won't lie to you. It will tell you. Even that little voice that goes, oh, just listen to it. And if mm -hmm. it feels right, it is. If it feels wrong, it is. It's as simple as that. And when we start to reason with things and when we start to kind of justify things, that's when we kind of get lost a little bit. Right. And just value what you have. And that's one of the things with what cancer can do. And I said that to somebody the other day. And I was like, you know, it was one of the worst, best things that's ever happened to me. I said, really, I said it gave me a completely different perspective on life. And I've, I thought I'd always have a pretty, I've always had a pretty good perspective. I've always tried to do the right thing and I've always done what I wanted to do. And, and I've tried to do the right thing when, whenever the time is right, blah, 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 blah. But what I, 
it gave me a, a realization that yeah, it's we're just living in things. What is really more important is to do the right thing and to love and to care. And, and all the rest is superficial. All the rest is just that, yeah, we need this, but yeah, the usual, you know, yeah. When you have money, it's really important, but it's important for different reasons. It's important what you do with it. If you're sitting there with your money just counting away blah, 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 and not doing anything with it, that's one thing. That's why when they say super rich people are ph philanthropists, there's a reason for that because they have to have a balance in their lives. Because making money and taking and taking and taking is always never the right thing. You've got to find that balance. You've got to give back. You always have to give back. And when you give back, you do get in a different way. I realized with my cancer, I've been surrounded by great people. And one of my friends said to me, now, Maxime, this is going to be so hard for you, but you have to learn, which is very interesting. You have to learn to let people help you like you have. And I know you're not going to like that. And I thought, I'll be okay. I'll be fine. But it was very difficult. I realized it was hard for me to accept help because I'm so used to being the helper and the giver. You know, and right. when, it, when it comes to you accepting it, it was like, ooh. And, I, and every time somebody did, you know, kind of was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm like, okay, okay. But I had to really train myself in that until, you know, because some, we all need people at some point in our lives and although i don't care how independent we are and how much we can paddle our own canoe and blah 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 we need that spiritual connection with people and when i say give i mean give of themselves their soul and their, their heart and you know and that's where you really do realize that we are interconnected and we do need people and we do need kindness and we need to be compassionate and it starts with animals. If you, and I always say this, you know, my, my dogs have always been my, my, for dates. You know, if my dog looks at you the wrong way, you don't get a second date. We're done. We're done. You know, if you, <laughs> right. my dog is my barometer. You know, that's it. But, you know, it is because if you can't be kind to animals, you can't be kind to people. It's really that simple. Because, you know, especially dogs, as I'm sitting here saying this, my dog, has just scooted right across the carpet on his bum. <laughs> just as I'm saying that, I was like, really? You have to do that? And he's looking at me too. He's like scooted across like a little sleigh. But yeah, <laughs> it's just, um, and I, I love what I do. And I just do think that we have to be, you know, really we have to care more. And thankfully the world needs, a lot. and the other day somebody was talking about Mars. I'm like, can we just forget Mars for now? <laughs> we worry out this about planet? this place first. Yeah, can we just get this planet sorted out? Can we just forget Mars? I really have no interest right now, and I've got the space sensors. I'm like, who cares? Sort this planet out first. Never mind that. Just ignore it. Who's going up there? We're destroying <laughs> this one, so let's just go and find yeah, another one to destroy. We're, just, we're, just, we're screwing this one up completely, so let's make sure we've got a place in Mars, <laughs> you know, to go in 10,000 years' time. Oh. Right. So yeah, so that's my little um my little take on life. Well, you know, so where can where can people go to uh where's the best place to go online to check out your artwork? Is it right. your Facebook the page? The best place yeah, right now is the best place is to go on my Instagram which is Max Trainer Art. And on Facebook is a uh, Maxine Trainer Art. Now I have I've got a lot of people helping. My webpage is being done right now because I'm 
completely hopeless with technology. I'm okay with Facebook because I'm, you know, I've got used to it, but I'm, I've not kind of ventured out there because it, it fears me to death. <laughs> I'm like, I'm feared to death. I just don't like technology. But you, you can find me on Instagram under Max Trainer Art and Facebook Maxine Trainer Art. All right, and that's and Trainer T T R A I N E R. Yeah, as in trainer shoe. Just think of trainer shoe. Yeah, T R A I N E R. Max Trainer Art Instagram and Maxine Trainer Art on Facebook. On and Facebook. it's, it is, I mean, people need to check it out because it is beautiful. It's colorful. It's happy. It's positive. And, uh, that is, uh, thank you. And I, I love that. And it's, it is, and it's really a work of love. You know, my other work I did before was fine art, which is completely different from the one I, and that's how I started. I remember starting, it was a friend of mine. And I met this woman from a rescue who's, again, I love the rescue people, you know, before I started painting these. And we're in the swimming pool in the Keys, you know, having having cocktails, just, you know, in the pool. And I was talking about this one woman I met from a rescue, and I said, she's so amazing, you know, she's just beautiful, and she's so compassionate with the animals. And I said, and I said oh, how do I help her? How can I help her? You know, how do I how do, I do this? Because I was working with my fine art, which is very different. It wasn't animals. You know, and I'm like, how do I help her? My friend said to me, well, paint my dogs and cats. You know, <laughs> he was just trying to be, you know, be helpful. I'm like, well, I don't paint dogs and cats. I look at my work. It's narrative. It's abstract narrative. It's nothing to do with cats and dogs. He went, you can bleep this out. He went, well, fucking paint, paint a dog and paint a cat. <laughs> I went, okay. <laughs> and that's what he said. And that's how it started. I went. Right. Okay. I will then. You know, as simple as that. And That's that, how the best things what, start. Yeah. And, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to call it Rescues the New Pure Breed. He went, well, that's cool. Where did that come from? I said, I don't know. So it's going to get called. <laughs> and he called Rescues the New Pure Breed because I had to. And that's how it started because I was very much the fine artist and, and you know, and I still look at my work as fine art in 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 this series. Because it's very contemporary, it's colourful, and it's for pictures and story, which is really interesting because, you know, what happens, I've had it where people come up and they're literally like, and which is for an artist, it's great, but one guy came up and he was like sobbing away. I'm like, no, no read to the end, it's a happy ending. I know <laughs> it's like a little bit in through. the middle, but, you know, <laughs> but keep going, keep going, it's got a happy ending. And the, the wife was so funny, she was like, he never cries. He's never demonstrative. I'm like, I have to say, selfishly as an artist, I love the fact that I connected with his emotions. But damn, I didn't, you know, I wanted to read the end because it's a happy ending. <laughs> and she said, I can't believe he's doing this. He's like bawling his eyes out. And it was just because I start the beginning, the middle, and the end, and it always has a happy ending. Right. No, but you. And sometimes when I when I do the commissions and I do the work. What I do is I get the people to send me the story of their dog, you know, or the cat, and how they got the dog. I said, don't worry. It can, and sometimes people send me a manuscript, 1,500 pages. I'm like, it's okay, but I've only got so much space in the back of the canvas. So I, well, but, but I want them to do that because it's important that they, they get out their emotions of how, because it's, it's great for me to read. And then I can dissect and bring out the most important things and get it onto the back of the canvas. So it all fits, but it will get the point across. But for me, it's brevity because I've only got so much time, and so much time and space on the canvas. And and when people are reading it, which is really important, 
it, you've got to do it in a way that they can because you know we live in a like a three minute time span right now in the world it's like if i can't figure this out in three minutes i don't want to know you know so it's important that you get them in and read it so you bring them in with the the image and the image of the cat of a dog and then you, then they start to read the stories which is really so they're both connected they're both totally connected you, and sometimes i do without the story and what i do now is i i because when i'm finished i send them off to get scanned and then i get them printed on ca- on canvas so that i can work onto them again because there's so many different variations of each dog too you know and then now and again i don't just do dogs and cats by the way i just now and again i vendor off and go oh i'll do a raccoon and i'll just do a cow <laughs> and i'll just do a, a gerbil I, I, and there's no rhyme or reason to what i do but i just know when i do it and i do have to say to people because sometimes people go well can you paint my dog i go absolutely I, I have no problem with that but you know you have to understand how i work and this is how i work i you send me the picture i put it into my box and when i'm ready i go to my box and whatever i feel which dog i want to paint or cat i pull it out but you have absolute zero say in it you have i don't care about what you want or whether you like blue or green i really don't care because i'm going to paint it the way i paint it and then when it's done you can buy it or you don't buy it. I don't really mind one way or the other because they're all going to be in my book and they're all going to be used. So I, and it makes it easy. I don't even take a deposit. This is a funny thing. I'm like, and honestly, I don't really want to sell the originals because that's the whole point. I want to keep them all for the book. And I'm, I'm a little bit, my friend said. <laughs> you really are a suffering God. artist, aren't you? <laughs> I'm serious. That's what my friend said. She said, God, Max, you know when you suffer? I said, I know it's a bummer. A total bummer because I really do, but I, I kind of get you know to my babies. Right? Yeah. Then, no, I totally but, understand. But equally, I can say to the people, but I, you know, I get them printed, and if you really, and sometimes like this lady came and she was in, and it was the original, uh, one of the original dogs, my dog actually, it was my peace hound, and she came into the studio and she just, she just fell in love with it. She's like, I gotta have that. I just please, please, I gotta, and I sold it because I knew that she really wanted it. You know, and, mm-hmm. and she kept talking to me, looking over my shoulder, and going, "Please, can I just buy that?" You know, and I'm like, and I did because I knew it was going to a good home, going to a good home. <laughs> so I said, "Okay, it's going to a good home." Right. But I, there was a little bit of I felt like the foster mother, you know, like okay. Your paintings are your rescue animals too. They you really got to make sure are. they go to a good home. They well, absolutely. And, and my friend was laughing because this one woman said to me, she said. Well, if you paint my dog, I don't like blue. I said, I don't really care. She said, well, actually, it's my boyfriend that doesn't like blue. I said, may I suggest you change your boyfriend? Who doesn't <laughs> like blue? I said, and for that, you'll probably get a painting full of 50 shades of blue. What can I say? I'm not going to paint the dog. I'm, sadly, I'm not going to do it because, you know, you've got to understand when an artist works, they work, and they work under their own steam, not with anybody's. They really don't care about your opinion or anything. You know, I don't even take a deposit because I don't want the, I don't want the, you know, the pressure. Right. And and, and equally, I don't know when I'm going to do the dog. Right. I may just wake up tomorrow and go, oh, I just feel like doing this dog that's been in there for two years, and then, <laughs> you know, I you know that I do it, and then, like I done I done, which is really funny. One of the dogs, I I done two dogs of this uh, woman in Miami. She's a composer. And I gave her the blurb. She said, I understand, Max. I'm a composer. I understand the creative process. So I said, cool, cool, cool. So off I went. And one day I, I got up this day and decided to do a painting. And I finished it. And I and I, I 
posted something on Facebook for something else, but that painting was in the background on the wall. And she finally came through to me. She texted me. She said, Maxine, is that my dogs on in, on that post on Facebook? I'm like, what dogs? Because I completely forgot it was over two years ago. And she said, I, I know you said not to contact you. I said, I didn't mean that way. I just meant don't contact me and hassle me about, you know, what you want because I'm not going to listen to you. You know, I'm just going to do what I want to do with these with my with my artwork. She said, but I wanted to know if that was my dogs because I love it. And it's got to be my I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. It is. It really is. I'm so sorry. I completely forgot. She said, well, can I come down and pick it up? I said, absolutely. She is zipped down from Miami within half an hour. <laughs> she was like taking no chances. She's like, I'm taking it. I'm, I'm gone. Right. You know, which is so cool. And I felt really bad. I said, I'm so sorry. I said, I didn't even think. I just put it on the wall with all my other paintings and didn't think. But she saw it in the background. She said, I didn't want to phone you because you'd already told me that not to have. I said, I didn't mean like that. <laughs> You know, I'm pretty easy going, you know, but, you know, just when I'm working on a piece, I just don't want somebody calling me going, you know, is it done? Is it this color? Is it that? I just don't want that, you know, right. but as far as people call, it'd be fine. I'm not an ogre. Kind of, no, not all the time. <laughs> Sometimes I have my moments. But yeah, so it, it really depends on all these things. Everything depends on, you know, and most people get it. Most people, once you, I think once you're honest with people, and you tell them the limitations, and this is how you work, and don't take it personally, it's just the way I work. They're pretty cool about it. They're right. very good. And and more often than not, they understand the artist the artist's way. So they get it. They they know not to go, well, I want pink air and a green air, and you know, and I want some kind of... They know not to do that, you know, because you just can't do that with an artist because you're going to get that. And if you say you don't want that, that's what you're going to get. <laughs> right. You know, you're going to get that. Like the woman who said, I don't like blue. I said, well, you'll probably get 50 shades of blue now just for that. <laughs> you know, what can I say? Just There's something perversely kind of weird about an artist that way. Just let them be. Let them be. And they'll, they'll do what they do with passion from their heart and it will be and equally you don't have to take it it's cool right you don't have to take it because more often than not for me as an artist of course we've got to survive we've got to we've got bills just like everybody else but it's not the reason we do it if we never sold another painting tomorrow we'd still be painted that's just the way it is you know and we do things to make sure that we carry on painting but when i go around and travel that's going to be the one. That's going to be the one that's really going to raise awareness so I can travel with my my babies and my artwork and raise awareness and, and raise funds raise for refugees. Raise funds, yeah, too, for local shelters. That'd be fantastic. Which is really important. They need the money. Yes. I don't care how much money they have. Or I haven't got. Always, always need, need more money. Always I, need more. You know, I, I, I told the, uh, you know, there was a family that... Uh, you know, there was donating some nice enough, already nice enough to donate some items to the Kentucky Humane Society when they were leaving yeah. and they saw Ethan in the parking lot. And so there was a little boy with wow. him and the little boy saw Ethan in such terrible shape, you know, close oh, to dying. And so once he got better, you know, they reached out and wanted to know if he could come and, and come and meet him. And, and, and to their credit, they said, you know, we really don't want any media there. All we want is for him to be able to see the dog happy oh, and healthy. Beautiful. And so I kind of pulled them to the side and I said, you know, you made a phone call and, and you yeah. may sit back and think that you saved this dog's life. But I'm just telling you, you saved hundreds of dogs lives. 
the money yes. that has been that has been raised, yes. the generosity has enabled us to do so oh. many things with so many animals. You have saved hundreds awesome? of, of dogs' lives. Oh, yes, and that's exactly it. That's why, you know, and that little boy to understand that, to understand the power of his actions. That, you know, and, and how beautiful for him and, and their parents, too, you know. They're showing him how to, to be. They're not telling him how to be. They're showing him how right. to be with kindness, yeah. with kindness. And this is a dilemma that all shelters have. There's No matter how much money you've got coming in, it's always going to be used. Always, always, always going to be a need. And having the money makes it so much easier. And you can do so much more. Yeah. Because, you know, people, people forget. They think, oh, the veteran, the vets are free. No, they're not. No, everybody has no. to be paid. And, and we've got, I mean, it allows us to, to get better equipment. It allows us to take animals we might not yes. have been able to take before. It allows Absolutely. us to take some animals that, that we might have to pay to get some specialized care for that we wouldn't have been able to pay right. for, you know, if we didn't have yes. those funds. I mean, it just does so many things. Well, it, it does. And my friend now, she's just gotten it. She was part of the Pitt Sisters. I don't know if you know this group. She's amazing. She was part of the Pitt Sisters in Jacksonville. Well, she's just got a new job in the Humane Society. And she takes on all the difficult, psychologically difficult animals. And she's just magic. She is magic. And she just contacted me last week to tell me a new position. And she wants me to go down there and, you know, do things. They've just bought a $50 million uh, facility in... Um, in Charlotte, I think, Charlotte, in, in North Carolina. And she's just moved down there now. It's a $15 million uh, new facility, I think. So they're working hard to make sure, and they work with a lot of aggressive dogs. That, and she, that's her job. That's what she does. She works with aggressive dogs and retrains them. And she does a fantastic job. And it's giving these dogs another chance because they're fearful. They have a history, but they're not bad dogs. They're not bad mm -mm, dogs. No. They just need re, you know, retraining and, re and understanding that they need time, and you know, and patience and care and love. And these are beautiful dogs. Yeah, and a lot of them have come, of, come from terrible situations. Exactly, very bad situations. And of course, that's their their reflex of you know, that's the way they're going to react because that's all they've had to do is bark and growl and bite because they're fearful because they're going to get beaten up. Right. Yeah. So as human beings, that's what we do. As human beings, that's what we do. When we, you know, if we're treated that way constantly, that's how we react. And, you know, some of these animals, look at the Vic thing. The, the, look at those animals. They went off and they were therapy dogs. Yeah. Even after all that abuse, they were beautiful therapy yeah. dogs. Don't you wish that as human beings we could have that capacity and just go, okay, kick over the shit and move on. Yeah, wouldn't, and, you wouldn't know, that be great? Wouldn't that just be so awesome? And, and that's the way I try to live my life. No, I don't go pooping on people's gardens, <laughs> kicking it over, but, you know, I do try to live my life a bit like that. Like, I've been that would be that. something, though. Yeah, it would be. I'd be arrested. That's, that's how something it would be. I'd be arrested. Something There's tells me if I saw that on the garden. news, uh, it wouldn't Could surprise you, me. Yes, local artists found guilty of, of what... Of what Crap it in the next door neighbor's garden, and, and then she was seen to be digging, flipping it over with her back heel. I mean, damn! I'm, being an artist is bad enough, but having that attached to no, no. Even you know, we have the we have the crazy artists. One of 
gosh, here we go. And I love that's what people just say sometimes. Go, oh, that's what artists do. I go, yeah, I know. That's what we do. <laughs> whatever it is, we do. That whatever it is, we do. That's what we do. You that's know? what I go, we yeah, do. Okay, right. That's what we do. That's what we do. So yeah. yeah, so it's been, it's been, a, it's been a little funny, but I really want to paint. I really want to paint Ethan and that send be, it to you, and you can either, and you can use that if you like. It's up to you, and it's entirely up to you what you want to do with that. But I'm giving you the rights to it, so you can put it onto whatever merchandise you want. Oh, well, that would that would be fantastic. Now, That's that amazing. would be generating You're the a best. lot of. Uh, you know, no, I'd love to. I'd love to. I think he's. I, I think he's just the amazing mascot. Well, he he, he is, is the mascot of hope. He he is uh, to come from his situation uh, oh. that he was in and be as personable and wonderful and amazing oh. as he is. He he gets along with every single person he meets, every single animal he amazing? meets. And the funny it's thing about amazing. him is, he, I just love him to death because. The, the, he oh, he is so much better like when there's a bigger crowd around like when the cameras oh, are there it. it's like he oh, knows it action. and like he t he turns it on but oh, but I, you know I so i continue to do you know updates on facebook and and, and max Keep i was some it. i was someone that posted twice a year to someone I that posts know. twice a day i know and like That's this is great. like this dog has taken me totally out of my comfort zone isn't that wonderful? I, Isn't but that but wonderful? it's but I'm I'm doing a podcast. I would never have even thought or dreamed about doing I, that. But, I know. But like this is what he. So I want to keep his story out there because I'm yes. trying. As long as people want to hear it, I'm trying to raise as much awareness as I can. And right now, well, my vehicle is Ethan. And and if I can raise yes. awareness for shelter animals, mistreated animals, Absolutely. that's what I want to do. He's the mascot. That's what I say. He is the he's the flagship. And he is the voice of hope for all shelter animals, for all rescue dogs. And it's important that it, you it, keep it's, that going. It's funny you say that because we've got a, a at the Humane Society, we've got a, a little area out in front of our, uh, like one of our admin houses there that we have a like a brick patio that people will pay money and they can have either a memorial brick or oh, just a brick for, yeah. you know, whatever they want to put on there. And yeah. so they came Love to it. me and they said, you know, we're going to put an Ethan brick out there. What do you want it to say? And so uh -huh. my wife and I talked about it, and we came up with, it says Ethan Almighty, which is what we came up with, but we put Healer uh -huh. of Hope on there. Absolutely. Because he continues to inspire people and renew hope in people. And so we want that. He, he's just, he's, he's just, I, I can't, I'm a little biased, I know, but like, he, no, he's you, just the, but he's you know the best. What? Like, he's the best. And also, here's the thing again, it's like the same thing. It's that human connection is he has inspired a lot of people because of, the, and, and you have, and you and your family and the humane, and all these rescues, this is what it's about. This is what it's about where we can make a difference. Now, whether it's, you know, raise, and that's like with a lot of my work on the back of some of my work, which I've started to do again, is I put various rescues on. So when people buy a card, on the back of that card, they go, oh, Let's say Kentucky Rescue Humane Society. Well, let's check out the website. And if they check out the website, and if they can donate a dollar, fabulous, wonderful. If they can donate a bunch of towels, fabulous. Or if they can just share, fabulous. You know, but just raising awareness yeah, that's daily. Great. That's great. You know, and, and, and that's just it. And Ethan is a platform with that. He is a great, he's like the hero, you know, he really is. 
And he's the mascot for all the rescue animals, you know. There's hope. There's hope. Now, look at him. He was on the, he's on death row. I mean, when I first saw that very first picture, I was like, my heart just clenched. You know, I was yeah. like, oh, my God, this dog is not going to make it. I was like, I, yeah, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. But I really thought. And then I saw him just like in such a short space of time. And now and, and I see him now with his beautiful personality, just making a difference wherever he goes. And with you and your family, and you know, I got to be honest. I've got a confession to make. I knew you were going to adopt him. <laughs> I could see it. I really could. I was like, he's not going to let that. There, go. there he's was. Already in love with it. I, <laughs> I could see it. I was there, like, there, like there no was. Way. There, you know, when I, think I said that, did I say that? I think I said it. I won the comments. There, well, really when did. he came in, and I, you know, I, I, I said before seeing him in person was worse than the pictures and i didn't know from that from that first time i didn't know if he was going to make it but i thought to myself i don't know if this dog's going to live i don't know if he'll ever walk yeah. i don't know how much medical treatment he's going to need but yeah i'm going to do something like he's going to be yeah. part of my life so when he came back from the hospital and that that first day that i'd walked in and he had gotten up the night before and walked around and he wow. came over and kind of licked me in the face and oh. I, that moment right there oh. he, like he was my dog so I, I immediately said what can i do to, what can i do and they said we need somebody to yeah. come in at nighttime and i said like that's i'm doing that that's me and my so coming in, in. <laughs> like, like coming in at nighttime to me the only thing i could could even relate it to was you know getting up in the middle of the night with your kids and like creating yeah, this exactly. bond and it's just you two because he was yeah. just so, th you could just tell. I mean, you can just tell with him. He was yeah. so thankful that someone oh. was caring for him and coming in and oh. taking care of him and, and giving him a second chance. And that's, you know, that it's almost like that's all he was asking for was someone to help him out. Yes. And yeah, and that's all they asked for. But but, I, but I, watching watching your post, which is so fabulous, I was looking at going. There is no way that going anywhere else. He's home. He's home with his dad. He, I mean, yeah. I never, I, I know. And I think I, I think on one of the posts when you finally said, I was like, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> I could see that weeks ago. I saw that weeks ago yeah. happening. Because I, 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 do, I did the same thing with my dog. And he was the same. I found him in, um, uh, funny enough, here we go again. I was I was driving just coming back from the keys and I was in tights as well. And I was like, okay, I gotta learn to harden up. I can't keep rescuing all these dogs. This was I've got to harden up. I've got to get more organized with my life. Blah 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 blah. And I swear the universe again. I pulls around the corner in my jeep and there's this big old pit bull in the middle of the road, skinny, just wobbling around on this main highway. And I'm like, shit, damn. I'm like, nope, you can't. I'm like, of course. <laughs> I pulls, I pulls right over, and I ran across the road. Literally, the traffic's going both ways, and this dog is in the middle lane, and I'm just in the middle lane, just wobbling. And I ran across. And I, I looked at him and I said, right, I'm trying to help you. Don't bite me, you know, because I was like, I was in a rush because I was like, I was having to pick him up quickly and keep running because the traffic was so bad. So I just, I, and I, he just turned around, literally, literally looked at me and gave me a big sloppy kiss. <laughs> Even in that condition, in that condition, right then, not as thin as not like Ethan, not like Ethan, but he was thin. He was full of fleas. He's full of this, da, 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 you know. And I picked him up and I put him in the jeep and I took him home and I put him in my studio because I had three dogs and I wanted to make sure that the integration, especially while he wasn't full on. And and of course, I'm like, no, I'm not going to keep him. 
nope, nope, I'm just going to get him neutered because he was, he was trying to screw all my girlfriends, you know, when he came out to visit. He was, <laughs> right. he was highly amorous, you know. It was like, so I was like, okay, I'm going to get him ready for a good home. And that's what I did. I was like, blah, 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 blah. And in the end, I was like, no, I'm going to keep no. going. Because it, it, it got into my heart. Uh-huh. And I knew. From that first kiss, my he was staying. Yeah, from the first kiss uh-huh. in the middle of the road. Right. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't accept it. I was like, nope. Yeah. No, 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 no. Been no, no. there. And my friends, the same, like, Maxine is home. Wait, what are you? And the thing is, my friends have rescued. This is a funny thing. Was When I, I put him out there for a good home, and my friend has a rescue so she can do background checks and things like this. So when somebody came and wanted to meet him, I'd give it to my friend and she'd do a background check, blah, 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 blah. And one time I was like, oh, I don't know. And this, my friend said, well, this guy's got a parking ticket from 1972. I'm like, oh, hell no. She said, Maxine, why don't you just accept the fact that you're going to keep this dog? Because, <laughs> you know, barring DNA and their social security, you, you're making it pretty difficult. I'm right. like, well, it's gotta, I've got to make sure he goes, she goes to a good home. He's like, she said, he's home. He's home. He's already Stop in it. a good home. Yeah, he's already home. So I totally get And I was looking at you going, yeah. That's yeah, he's not going anywhere. No. No, no, no. He he's was, in the best he place. He was home. Well, oh, I need to let you go. I've I've taken up a lot of your time, but you you find you are great. amazing, and I love your story, and I love your art. And anybody that's listening, please go to Max Trainer Art on Instagram and Maxine Trainer Art on Facebook and check it out. I promise you, you'll love it. And you oh. do some amazing things with rescue animals and with your art, and you are simply a treasure, Maxine. Oh, thank you. And you are, and every single one of you rescuers, I love you, my heroes. Well, I just, I dance every time I hear these happy endings. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's amazing. Thank you very much, Maxine, for joining me. I really appreciate right. it. Right. Send me the pictures. I definitely will. Thank you. Send me the pictures, and I won't put it into the bag. I'll make sure it goes <laughs> to the budget. Right. Do what the hell you like with them. I would Th- love that. Thank you very much. I would really love that. Thank you. You, my right. darling, and and say thank you to all your listeners, and I hope I didn't realize it was going live. By the way, ha! Huh. <laughs> no, I'm recording, and I and I will put oh, it out. Cool. I've got to do a little bit of editing, and I'll put it out, and I'll let you know when when Done. I've got it out. Uh, Send you a yeah, link let me and know everything. That we can we can get people to hook into it. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. Thank yeah, you, we'll Maxine. Get it out there. Bye, my darling. Bye, bye. Go thank you your, very go much. All righty. Bye, 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 sweetie. There you go, part two with Maxine Trainer. Uh, feels like we probably could have gone to a part three, maybe a part four. Uh, she is a ball of energy. She's got a lot of a lot of cool stories, and I really hope she gets her project off the ground. I'd love for her to to bring her little RV uh, up to this area and and put on an art show here and raise money for. Uh, local humane societies here the kentucky humane society uh, it would just be fantastic um thank you guys for listening uh to part two with maxine trainer and as news develops with uh, any of the other things we got going on i will definitely uh, let you guys know and another podcast coming pretty soon thank you guys for listening and as always please do something kind for someone today